Morning prayer begins on page four of the prayer book. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. <clears throat> the sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, but they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear of my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> Psalm 37, verses 1 through 24, beginning on page 384. Fret not thyself because of the ungodly, neither be thou envious against the evildoers, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and be withered even as the green herb. Put thou thy trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thou in the Lord, and he shall give thee thy heart's desire. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall make thy righteousness as clear as the light and thy just dealing as the noonday. Hold thee still in the Lord, and abide patiently upon him. But grieve not thyself at him whose way doth prosper against the man that doeth after evil counsels. Leave off from wrath, and let go displeasure. Fret not thyself, else shalt thou be moved to do evil. Wicked doers shall be rooted out, and they that patiently abide the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the ungodly shall be clean gone. Thou shalt look after his place, and he shall be away. But the meek-spirited shall possess the earth, and shall be refreshed in the multitude of peace. The ungodly seeketh counsel against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh him to scorn, for he hath seen that his day is coming. The ungodly have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow, to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be upright in their ways. Their sword shall go through their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A small thing that the righteous hath 
is better than great riches of the ungodly. The arms of the ungodly shall be broken, and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the godly, and their inheritance shall endure forever. Shall not be confounded in the perilous time, and in the days of dearth they shall have enough. As for the ungodly, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall consume as the fat of lambs. Yea, even as the smoke shall they consume away. The ungodly borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous is merciful and liberal. Such as are blessed of God shall possess the land, and they that are cursed of him shall be rooted out. The Lord ordereth a good man's going, and maketh his way acceptable to himself. Though he fall, he shall not be cast away, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 22nd chapter of the book of Genesis. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering, and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. And the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there, and placed the wood on order, and he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar, upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide, as it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, that you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will give you, and multiplying 
I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be pleased because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Now it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Indeed, Milcah also has borne children to your brother Nahor, Uz, his firstborn, Booz his brother, Kemuel, the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel, and Bethuel begot Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. His concubine, whose name was Reumah, also bore Teba, Gehem, Dehash, and Meachah. Here ended the first lesson. Benedictus S on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 18th verse of the third chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours and you are Christ's and Christ is God's. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that no one be found, that one be found faithful and with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I know of nothing against myself. Yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before its time, until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart then each one's praise will come from God. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, 
which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence that our flesh being subdued to the Spirit we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness. I look to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins, and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, 
who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lessons today kind of all connect on this theme of, of patience, endurance, faithfulness. And the, the story from Genesis 22, we, there's a lot of details we can we can focus on, but I think the main thing to, to remember that we're working through a narrative of faith that the Bible presents to us, and it's a narrative that we're called to live in. So what we really take from the story of Abraham is that God deals with Abraham a certain way in terms of giving him promises, calling him to faithfulness, testing him, and we should expect those same kind of things in our life. And, and it's pretty remarkable God made this promise to Abraham back in Genesis 12, uh, confirmed it, you know, with Abraham's faith in, in 15. Then they wait a whole lot, a lot longer, and finally a son comes. And now it's like, well, now, now go kill your son. Go give away the very thing that... Um, that I've, I've, I've now given you after waiting for so long. And it really deals in this level of trust for us in our lives. It's, it's this need to always live with a kind of um, open hand, the things that we have in life, we hold on to. And there's nothing, I think, even there more uh, profound than, than children with regard to that, that, that we, you know, we have this connection that, that, that can really become an idolatry if if um, if it becomes larger than our our devotion to God um, that we have to be willing to let go and God often calls us to that we we are persevering in faith and all, all of a sudden there seems something to be to be lost or something goes away we didn't expect it to go what are we going to do then and we just have to be clear this is a biblical narrative of faith it happens that way and any idea in the culture that well, God wouldn't test you like that. God gives you everything you want if you believe enough. Um, I, I don't disagree with that kind of assertion as long as you have the time element to it. I believe in the resurrection that there will be complete fulfillment of what we want, but that desire is purified and worked out in the course of um, of our lifetimes. And in our the, the psalm had that same um, theme, you know, Fret not thyself, or don't worry about the ungodly. We see all the people around us prospering more, things happening in the world that would distract us from that patient uh, pathway of faith. Um, and so the psalm, you know, counsels us to commit thy way unto the Lord and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Keep doing the things God calls you to do. Don't worry about all the things around us. And this is really... The problem distinction or distractions or particular distractions in our lives, people were jealous of, envious of, mad at in our immediate lives. Then there's the world around us that seems to be falling apart. And we can get all anxious about that. And that essentially serves to pull us off of our own faith, which ironically is the one positive contribution we can make to the world is to stay in our prayer praying for the world, praying for others, and then being in the world as a presence, a witness for Christ. We get drawn out of that into, into uh, concern about things we can't do anything about. Uh, we, 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 lose, we, 
we then are drawn away. And, you know, unlike Abraham, we would then be drawn away from the promise. And St. Paul says the same thing in his and his epistle again, the here, the, the the underlying theme of Corinthians is that St. Paul is not very um, physically impressive, and he's always defending himself. Uh, that that so he says, don't you know? Is the small thing I'm judged by you all? Um, he says, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. He'll reveal. He'll give the reward according to faithfulness. But he says, counts us as stewards of God. And it's, it's required in the steward that one be found faithful. Faithfulness is the litmus test of faith. And so that's what I think about as we practice Lent of just the faithful endurance and trusting that God is really going to has our best in mind, which undoes that kind of lie of the fall that God doesn't really want your good. He's really going to nail you. He's really taking things from you that even when we have to let go, it's, it's for the good. And, um, and this is faith, and faith is both the faith of Genesis 15, Abraham believed God and accounted him for righteousness, and the faith of Genesis 20, um, where, where that faith is, is shown to, to be true by the offering of the Son. It's why St. Paul quotes Genesis 15, but St. James quotes uh, uh, Genesis 22. How was his faith shown? By, by the offering of, the, of his Son. So faith and faithfulness we see in the story and that's our uh, what we'll call it to continue in and 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 we're going to work on during the season of lent just patiently enduring in the in the faithfulness and thing god calls us to do we'll continue the prayer for all conditions of man on page 18. oh god the creator and preserver of all mankind we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men but thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, 
and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all. Have a blessed Tuesday after the first Sunday in Lent. Thank you.